Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, my name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host. And uh, a real quick kind of thing, I want to... Uh, kind of apologize for the last few nights not having a podcast out to you guys um we've been like i've you know i've been going back and forth dealing with some technical difficulties with um with my computer i had my phone crap out and have had to uh have had to deal with some of the ramifications of that uh plus my birthday was was monday which i really didn't feel like recording a podcast episode monday night on my birthday so um so Sorry that uh, I, you know, have not been able to get uh, some of this uh, information out to you guys. I know that you know a lot of it. You guys are reading anyways, just not necessarily with my slant, my take on it. So, um, I will be going over um a bunch of the news that's happened in the last couple days. Uh, in this episode, I will also be going into um, I'll be going through all the games this weekend, obviously except for the Monday night game, which I will cover in the Sunday night kings and stings episode this week um we are officially now halfway through the regular season of the fantasy fantasy football year um you know we figure you know typically weeks one through sometimes 13 or 14 depending on how many teams you have going to the playoffs um is is the regular season and then weeks uh 15 and 16 sometimes adding in the the extra wild card week 14 is your playoffs so um halfway through i hope you guys' teams are doing well um if they are not it is not too late there's always a chance that you know that your team can make a run um be active on the waiver wire doing the best that you can to to figure out what picks are going to help you move on in your leagues all right uh with that being said I think we are ready to go ahead and get into uh, not necessarily today's headlines. Well, today we'll call this uh, we'll call this this week's headlines. Today's headlines. All right, and in the headlines, story number one. Really, we're going to be dealing with a lot of the trade stuff. Emmanuel Sanders got traded to the 49ers. and uh, I was actually able to talk about this a little bit on the Sports Exchange, which is a uh, an uh, an kind of internet uh, news uh, website slash uh, podcasting uh, network. Um, and talking about the, the Emmanuel Sanders trade, couple of the couple of the ramifications of this. Um, obviously, this gives the 49ers a, a better uh, number one wide receiver that's not named, you know, tight end George Kittle. It'll help out. Uh, it's going to help um, also uh, their other wide receivers. Uh, providing Emmanuel Sanders, who it, who again will be their number one target, I believe, in the passing game, it's going to open things up, provide more of a, a threat in the pass game, to allow guys like Marquise Goodwin to show off their talents, uh, Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis. So, really, this is a, a good thing for them. It also could help to pull some coverage so that George Kittle can get loose a little bit more. And again, if it opens up the pass game more, that's only going to help the run game even more than, it are, than you know, they already have a very good run game. So 
Um, this is going to help out the the 49ers a lot. Take it from the other side, from the Denver Broncos side. Obviously, Cortland Sutton is already having a great year. He's on pace for like you know 75 to 80 catches, 1,200 yards, and seven touchdowns. Um, this this provides him a little more opportunity, but I think the other person that this really helps out is Deshaun Hamilton, who should get uh, a little more work. Um, showed that he was doing pretty well last year. Was able to do uh, a bit with the work that he got last year uh, when uh, Samuel's was or when Sanders was out with his torn Achilles. So this is definitely this is definitely a positive for him as well. We'll see how this affects Joe Flacco. He's not the greatest quarterback, so I mean, like, again, we'll see. Um, we'll see what this does to the offense and how, if anything, changes. But I think, uh, you know, for the most part, the the main thing is 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 uh, um, Deshaun Hamilton stepping into that role uh, for Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, moving on, story number two: Mohamed Sanu traded to the Patriots. Now, this has this has a, a few different ramifications. What this does. Uh, uh, starting with the Patriots, um, they have moved uh, Josh Gordon to IR. He had been struggling with a couple different injuries. Now, according to Josh Gordon, he is actually getting close to being healthy, and they put him on on IR. So there are some people who suspect that they may just go ahead and cut Josh Gordon while he's on IR, which would free him up actually to start playing for whoever picked him up. Um, the Miami Dolphins obviously would be the first on that list to be able to grab him. We'll see kind of where that goes. Um, but the, the other thing that the Mohamed Sanu trade does is it, in my opinion, it kind of cuts down the possibility of a Jacoby Myers breakout second half of the season. Um, you know, you've got Edelman, you've got Dorsett. They're kind of the one, two right now. I think that Sanu kind of moves into that number three spot as the number three wide receiver. He's going to be able to provide uh, really solid veteran leadership. Um, you know, 30 years old. He's never had a 900-yard season or or never had over 900 yards. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what he does. I think that he is still going to be a solid contributor. He's going to have some fantasy relevance here and there, um, especially, you know, if, they're, if the, the wide receiving core is still dealing with injuries. Now, as far as the Atlanta side, uh, this provides more opportunity for for Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, Sanu's uh, Sanu's uh, production was somewhat, for the most part, even even in last year in the rookie year for for Ridley, kind of cut into Ridley's um, production, I guess you could say. Um, Sanu was you know was a, a trusted um, target for Matt Ryan. And so now that he has lost Sanu, he may have no choice but to continue to throw to um, Calvin Ridley. Um, you know, this may also up, uh, you know, if you can believe it, Austin Hooper a little bit, who's also, I want to say, you know, close to the top in terms, if not the number one tight end right now in fantasy football. So, again, there are ramifications about this all over as well. So moving on, story number three, carry on Johnson. Um, I know you got a lot of a lot of people heard about this a couple days ago. Carry on Johnson going to IR, a lot that you know a lot of people went to Ty Johnson and JD McKissick as waiver wire ads because of it. Um, as far as those two go, I think that you know I think Ty Johnson's probably the the better option. I don't think McKissick will win the role. McKissick's never really been that big of a runner. Uh, you know, being a, a, a Seahawks fan and having seen McKissick, you know, out here uh, for a few years before 
um, before he got released and you know signed with the Lions. He was never really much of a runner. He his best thing was was catch the ball out of the backfield. So if anything, I think he takes more of a of a theoretic type of role for McKissick. And I think that Ty Johnson, while he can still catch the ball out of the backfield, will be more of the run between the tackles guy. So so that's kind of my take there. Um, on Johnson can come back. I want to say week sixteen. He's essentially out for the season. So um, I personally, at this point, would go ahead and drop carry on Johnson. If you have an IR spot that's not being used, yeah, you can go ahead and use it just in case, um, you know, in case you can get to championship week to, to be able to use him. But even then, they may, if, if they're anywhere near contention, they may only ease him in that first week for championship week. So honestly, he's almost worth dropping at this point. So... Um, moving into some other headlines just to kind of keep everyone up. Uh, the, the Cardinals have signed both Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner. That means to me that Chase Edmonds is most likely to start in this game on Sunday against the Saints. Um, and that there are some definite issues, health issues with uh, David Johnson at ankle and back, I believe is what he's dealing with right now. So for David Johnson owners, be ready to pivot, um, come Sunday. Uh, Adrian Peterson claims that he'll be able to play Thursday. He's dealing with what some people with a with an ankle sprain. They haven't been able to really say if it's a high or low ankle sprain. But Peterson says he'll be able to play Thursday against his former team. Um, Adam Thielen has not been practicing. He's already been declared out for this game, which is a big boost to um, to Diggs uh, and to Ola B.C. Johnson. Um, they should get a fair amount of work in this game. Uh, for the Vikings, unless they just plan to run the whole game with Dalvin Cook, which they very well could, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So, uh, Cam Newton um, is a, apparently rehabbing well. Um, they're still working on getting him ready to come back. Uh, Drew Drew Brees is also a possible come possibly able to come back this week to play against the Arizona Cardinals. I think if they were smart they would leave him out one more week because the next week is a bye week. Just give him those extra two weeks to make sure that his thumb is fully strong. I don't see the the Cardinals as a huge threat. Um, honestly, I think I think of anything you would keep. I think the best way to go about it was maybe have him active but still start um, Teddy Bridgewater. I think it would probably be the best way to go and just have you know Breeze there just in case. Um, Matt Ryan is dealing with an ankle sprain. However, it is um, it is pretty much guessed that he is going to start. They're not going to so that they don't have to go with Matt Schaub in the game against the Seahawks. Uh, Forrest Lamp, uh, offensive guard for the Chargers, uh, broke his ankle. He is going on IR, so that's just another hit to that offensive line for the Chargers. They have dealt with so many injuries. For so many years, it is amazing that that team, you know, keeps going. Um, uh, Will Fuller is out multiple weeks, so that's going to give a boost, a little bit of a boost to Kiki Kuti. I think a big boost to Kenny Stills. I think that he could be in for some good weeks coming up uh, the next couple weeks while Fuller is out. Uh, both Jay Ajayi, um, well actually, that's not even not even necessary anymore. Uh, Ajayi and Spencer Ware did a tryout with Arizona, but they went with uh, Zach Zenner and Alfred Morris. Uh, Kareem Hunt has been cleared to practice. Now, for those of you who think that Kareem Hunt might be a threat to 
Nick Chubb. I'm going to tell you right now, he is not going to be a threat to Nick Chubb. Um, he may be used to kind of give Chubb a breather, but Chubb is one of the top running backs right now in the league. I want to say in terms of fantasy, he's a top five uh, in um, in uh, half point PPR. Let me just I'm pulling this up right now to make sure I'm make sure I'm actually right. Filter fantasy points. He is number oh sorry number six um, behind McCaffrey, Cook, Eckler, Aaron Jones, and Ezekiel Elliott. So, um, but he should pass Ezekiel Elliott this week with Ezekiel Elliott on by. So uh, Nick Chubb is a is a he has been performing great. Has six hundred yards on the ground. He's what fifth or sixth in terms of rushing yards. Um, you know he's been he's been a great uh, doing a great job. I don't think that they that they replace him. Kareem Hunt has also come off of you know dealt with a um, uh, a sports hernia surgery uh, while he was on suspension and hasn't taken a meaningful snap in game in almost a year. That's a lot of things going against Kareem Hunt. So. Um, I think that Chubb Chubb's going to keep this job. It's not going to go any further than that. So, um, again, I think that, that Hunt will be used as a backup, catch the ball out of the backfield, but I, he is not going to take over. Uh, I don't think that, that Chubb loses enough work to drop out of the top ten in terms of fantasy, uh, fantasy running back. So, all right. Uh, with that, uh, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. And then we will get right into uh, going over the games for this weekend. Have your fantasy teams been struggling this year? Or perhaps you've been doing pretty well but want to put yourself over the top? Then make sure to visit our friends over at Finish First Fantasy Advisors. They are the premier one-on-one -on -one consulting firm that specializes in providing you with expert support to help guide you to the championship. You will be matched with one of their expert advisors to provide you with the season-long insight for your redraft, dynasty, or DFS formats. Their advisors will contact you weekly to answer all of your questions and provide you the needed information to get to the next level. Set up a free 15-minute consultation by emailing them at info at finishfirstfantasy.com or by visiting them at www.finishfirstfantasy.com. That's www.finishfirstfantasy.com. All right, we are going to get into these games real quick. Uh, if the, 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 This week's game previews. Uh, are brought to you by Prolytics. If you're looking to get to the next level with your DFS lineups, you need to go to Prolytics.com. Their AI learning engine provides uh, predictive analytics, DFS roster construction, decision optimization, and more. Our staff has already had success with Prolytics uh, for our own DFS lineups as part of their beta tests. We love their projections and recommend their services to anyone wanting to take the next step in their DFS lineups. Go to pro-lytics.com, that's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com, and use the coupon code SKULKINGFF at checkout for 40% off your first month. Go to prolytics.com, that's P-R-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S.com, to dominate with your DFS lineups today. All right, so let's go ahead and get into this. I've got my water so I can hammer through it. All right. Starting it off with the Thursday night football game, the Redskins at the Vikings. I have Case Keenum as a uh, quarterback, too, 
Uh, Adrian Peterson has a tough sledding matchup. The Vikings are the 27th, um, give up the 27th, or 27th in terms of amount of points given up to the running back position in fantasy football, uh, meaning they are the sixth best. Um, Terry McLaurin could be in for a good game. I have him as a low-end wide receiver, too, that could have some decent upside uh, due to the fact that the Vikings do give up a bunch of points to the tight end or to the wide receiver position. And right now, we don't even know who the Redskins are going to be able to roll out there at tight end, so I'm leaving that position alone. As far as the Vikings go, Cousins. Uh, Cousins is a low-end quarterback one going up against the middle-of-the-road defense in terms of defense against the quarterback position in fantasy. Uh, Dalvin Cook should be in for a great game going up against a, a team that gives up the 11th most points to the running back position. And Diggs should be in for a phenomenal game with Adam Thielen out. Ola B.C. Johnson could also provide uh, solid flex appeal in a... Uh, in a deeper league that's, you know, 12 to 12 to 16 teams. I see Diggs as a possible wide receiver one, most likely a high-end wide receiver two. Uh, and as far as the tight ends go, we're still trying to figure out what all's going on with them. I still have them as tight end twos until we can see more production uh, more consistently. Moving on, the Seahawks going to Atlanta to see the Falcons. Wilson is a top quarterback this week. Uh, going up against the team that has given up the most points to the quarterback position in fantasy so far. Chris Carson has a decent matchup. I have him as a low-end running back one going up against a team that's given up the 13th most points. Lockett, DK, and Brown all have good matchups. I have Lockett as a wide, or as a mid-to-high wide receiver two, DK as a you know wide receiver three, and Brown. Jerron Brown as a dart throw who has been getting more and more involved in the offense, especially in the red zone. Um, the the Falcons bleed points to the wide receiver position. And Luke Wilson going up against a team that's given up the 10th most amount of points to the tight end position. I have him as a mid to high end wide receiver, or tight end number two. The Falcons, uh, uh, I have Ryan, Matt Ryan giving up, uh, or ha having an okay day. I think that he could uh, finish as a high end quarterback two in this matchup uh freeman hill and um and olison it's it'll be interesting to see how this game goes with the running backs as of this point i don't think freeman's going to be dealing with a uh, suspension due to his uh taking a swing at aaron donald so he should be in for this game the uh, seahawks have been tough on uh running backs as well as wide receivers so freeman could be in for some tough sledding especially if they get up early and ryan is forced to throw julio and ridley both uh julio is going to be a wide receiver one ridley is a wide receiver three with upside and austin hooper is a tight end one going up against uh the seahawks who give up the fifth most points to the tight end position
Moving on to the Eagles visiting the Buffalo Bills. Carson Wentz has some tough sledding against a very good Buffalo defense. I have him as a mid to I have him as a high end quarterback too. Uh, Howard and Sanders both I have as mid running back threes who have some a little bit of upside could put up running back two numbers uh, more likely in my opinion that it's going to be Howard than Sanders uh, Alshon and Nelson Aguilar both have tough sledding uh, the Buffalo defense is number two in terms of giving up points to the uh, in terms of giving up points to the the wide receiver position giving up the second least amount of points to the wide receiver position and the third least amount of points to the tight end position. So really the passing game is could very well struggle against the Bills in this game at Buffalo. Uh, that makes you know, Ertz I still have as a, as a tight end one, but it's going to be a low, low tight end one. Uh, Alshon I have as a mid to mid to low wide receiver two Aguilar as a boomer bust wide receiver three uh Allen uh Josh Allen for the Bills I have him as a high-end quarterback two Gore and Singletary both uh mid-range running back threes Singletary should get more involved in the offense this week um I would still be a little hesitant to start him unless you're desperate with bye weeks and injuries uh Brown and Beasley Going up against the Eagles defense that gives up more points to the fantasy, more fantasy points to wide receivers than any other defense, they both should be in for pretty solid games. I still only have Brown as like a low end uh, quarterback too, simply because or sim low end wide receiver too, simply because of the way that the the Buffalo Bills run their offense. Beasley could put also put up wide receiver two numbers, but I have him you know ranked as a wide receiver three. Dawson Knox. Uh, quarter or is a tight end two until we can see some steady consistent production from him moving on the chargers visiting the bears rivers is going to have tough sledding against a tough uh, a, a a decent chicago bears defense uh rivers i have as a quarterback too he's just uh really had some issues over the last few weeks gordon and eckler should be in for an okay game due to the fact that the Bears like uh, bleeding some points to the running back position. That being said, I still only have Gordon and Eckler both as mid-running back twos. Eckler may move him down to a low-end running back two. All kind of depends on what I'm hearing out of the uh, Chargers camp in terms of how the split up in workload is going to go. Uh, Allen and Williams in terms of wide receivers. Allen and I moving down to a a wide receiver too. I'm just not seeing the the production from him. He started off the season as uh, the first three weeks. He was wide receiver number one. Weeks four through seven, he was wide receiver number 48. So uh, take that for what you will. Right now he is struggling. That Chargers offense is struggling. Uh, Hunter Henry has an okay matchup. The uh, the Bears are not. Um, are not super great against the tight end position. So Henry should be in for an okay matchup. I have him as a mid tight end one. As far as the Bears go, Trubisky, uh, low end quarterback two. He is not a guy that I really want to start unless I'm dealing with injury and or um, uh, bye weeks. Kona Montgomery, um, the, the Chargers do suffer, do struggle a little bit against uh, running backs. Montgomery hopefully can get the can get some things going hopefully this bears d offense starts running the ball so that they can actually get something going um if that's the case montgomery could be a possible running back too i'm 
I have him as a running back three. Cohen, in half-point PPR, maybe a high-end running back three who could possibly put up running back two numbers if he gets involved with Trubisky. Uh, Robinson I have as a low-end wide receiver two. Trey Burton, they hardly ever use the, uh, the tight end, so he's maybe a, a mid to low tight end two. Giants versus the Lions. Jones I have as a uh, mid to high quarterback too. Barkley is a top, I have him as a top uh, five or six running back play this week. Tate and Shepard, we're still waiting to hear exactly what's going on with Shepard dealing with the the ankle and also the concussions, whether or not he's going to play. I am not sure. Keep an eye out on the injury reports for the Giants. Tate, I think, could possibly put up... um, Wide receiver two numbers against his old team in the Lions. Uh, Evan Ingram, after dealing with injuries last week in a cake matchup against Arizona, uh, hopefully he is healthy enough to put up some okay numbers. I have him as a mid to low tight end one. Uh, Moving on to the Lions, Stafford against a Giants defense that has struggled this year. Stafford I have as a low-end quarterback one this week. Uh, Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. Right now, I can only put them, I can put Johnson as a low-end running back two. McKissick is going to be a boomer bust, kind of he's more of a a running back four for right now, just because um, we're not really sure how they plan to use the two of them with Kerryon Johnson now out. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I have as a solid high-end wide receiver two this week. Marvin Jones had a great week last week, but we've, we're failing to see the consistency. Um, I'll have him, again, a boomer bust wide receiver three this week. TJ Hawkinson continues to be a tight end two. Moving on, the Broncos versus the Colts. Joe Flacco is a mid to low quarterback two. There's nothing that's going to change my mind. I will continue to put him down there until he has like three games in a row where he can put up quarterback one numbers. He is a mid to low quarterback back to Lindsay and Freeman they may struggle a little bit against this stiff uh, run defense of the uh, Colts um, right now I have Lindsay uh, mid to low running back to Freeman basically about the same thing they have split everything pretty much evenly for the most part this year really the difference has been whether or not one of them gets into the end zone so uh, for now I'm putting them right about the same spot in my rankings uh, Sutton I have as a mid uh, mid wide receiver two Hamilton kind of a boomer bust wide receiver three we're still waiting to see how he's going to be involved in this offense now that Sanders is gone Noah Fant while he has a good matchup against the uh, Colts defense who uh, gives up a lot of points to the tight end position we failing to see, we have been failing to see the consistency from him and he's been dealing with drops so for for me he is still low and tight end two that's not really fantasy relevant uh, for the Colts, Brissett is a quarterback two. Um, this Broncos defense has played, for the most part, pretty solid. They had a rough week um, against the uh, against the uh, the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Um, I think that they could be pretty solid this week. So Brissett, I again, I have them as a mid quarterback two. Marlon Mack as a uh, running back to Hilton, a wide receiver too, though he could struggle a little bit depending on how they use him in the offense. And uh, Jack Doyle and Ebron are all tight end twos. Uh, moving on, the Jets versus the Jaguars. Sam Darnold, after that god-awful performance against 
the Patriots in what I saw in one in one league in one I one type of scoring he had negative six point six six points. That's evil. Um, so Darnold uh, again against this Jaguars defense. Well, they're they're not the same without Jalen Ramsey. They have been playing okay. So Darnold I still have as a mid quarterback two. Bell as a mid to high running back two. Uh, Anderson and Crowder for right now they're still wide receiver threes until we can until we can see some consistency. Griffin and Herndon both uh, tight end twos. Not really a whole lot of fantasy relevance there yet as we have seen. Uh, moving on to the Jaguars, Gardner Minshew again against this Jets defense. Um, they have been okay against quarterbacks, so he is still going to be in that mid quarterback two range. Could possibly put up quarterback one numbers. Again, the the, the Jets really struggled in the game against the four, uh, against the Patriots. Not saying that the Jaguars are the same as the Patriots offense. Simply saying that they did struggle. Uh, at home, we will see how they do on the road in this next game. Leonard Fournette has a really great matchup. The Jets' defense really suffers against running backs. Uh, Fournette should be in for a good game. I have him as a running back one. Chark and Westbrook. Uh, Chark is a low-end wide receiver two. Westbrook right now is a wide receiver three, but trending up, uh, having gotten a little more work with Menchu over the last few weeks. Um, and really, they haven't uh, gotten a tight end really involved in the offense since O'Shaughnessy went down uh, for the season. Moving on, the Cardinals at the Saints. We talked about this a little bit. Uh, Kyler Murray, the, the the Saints defense does struggle a little bit against quarterbacks and uh, wide receivers in terms of fantasy production. So I can see Murray possibly putting up quarterback uh, low-end quarterback one numbers, but I still feel like because of this being a home game for the Saints, uh, they're going to get all over the rookie. And so I have Murray as a mid-quarterback, uh, too. Uh, Johnson, again, Johnson, Edmonds, whoever it ends up being is going to have some tough sledding against the Saints. If it's Edmonds, I still think that he could put up mid to low running back two numbers. Um, I'm still kind of still kind of back and forth. I've got to wait and see, for the most part, on who is going to be playing in that game. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald really is the only fantasy-relevant wide receiver that the Cardinals have for right now. Uh, I have him as a kind of a, a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. And the, uh, the as far as the, the Cardinals' tight ends go, they're not really fantasy-relevant. Moving on, the to for the Saints... I still have it as Bridgewater starting. I am not uh, not confident that not confident that Breeze is going to start. If he does, uh, I'd have Breeze as a as a low end quarterback one, more like a high end quarterback two. Um, Kamara, we're still waiting to see how he is dealing with his ankle injury. If it's Bridgewater, it's going to be a quarterback two. Uh, so for Kamara, I think that he if he plays, he is still going to be a a low end running back one. Um, if he doesn't, I have Murray as a mid to high running back too. Michael Thomas, the stats actually bear out that with Bridgewater, Michael Thomas's uh, stats have actually not gone down. They've stayed about the same as they normally do in terms of the um, game by game splits, uh, as they have been with Breeze over the last couple years. So Michael Thomas remains a wide receiver one. Ted Ginn is a boomer bust wide receiver three. Uh, Jared Cook, I know he's been dealing with an injury. We don't know. I have not seen yet if he is officially uh, questionable or whatever for this week. They have a cake matchup. Again, the Cardinals give up 16 points per game to tight ends. Um, so whoever the tight end is could have some solid value 
um, as a streaming option uh, for this week in fantasy. All right, six more games to cover. Uh, the Bengals uh, at the Rams. Uh, honestly, the, there's not a whole lot of fantasy value for the Bengals right now. Uh, Dalton is a, is a mid-to-low quarterback, too. He just has not been able to get it done. I have Mixon as a running back three, and that's how I mean that's how I ranked him last week, and I was not I think I was only off by one fantasy point in terms of my accuracy with him. So uh, Mixon, he is not a guy that I want to be starting unless I have to because of injury or uh, bye week. Uh, in terms of the wide receivers, Boyd is the highest possible as a low end wide receiver too. Auden Tate and Erickson, it's kind of a uh, a coin flip as to who of those two guys is actually going to be worth using. So really, they're their DFS, their more DFS dart throws. Eifert, again, they've had a hard time getting really much going in the passing game. So Eifert, I have as a as a mid tight end too. Again, another dart throw in terms of DFS. As far as the Rams go, this should be another good get right game for them. Uh, a continuation of getting right. Uh, Goff uh, should be a quarterback one this week. The Bengals give up the fifth most points to the uh, quarterback position, and they give up the most to the running back position. That means Gurley should be in for a decent game at home in L.A. Uh, moving on to the, the wide receivers, Cup, Woods, and Cooks. Really, all of them are, are pretty standard wide receiver twos. Uh, Cup is more likely to move up into the wide receiver one uh, echelon, I guess you could say, because he tends to, be, uh, tends to run in the slot, and he's more of the safety blanket for Jared Goff. Um, but you know, Cup is a high-end wide receiver two. Woods is a mid wide receiver two. Cooks is a low-end wide receiver two. They could put up wide receiver one numbers. He's more of the boomer bust guy in the group. Uh, Gerald Everett. This is not an easy matchup, um, really, for the for the wide receivers or the um, or the tight ends. The Bengals. That's about the only thing they can stop is is the wide receivers and tight ends. Um, but the the quarterbacks do tend to get a lot of yards off of them. So. Uh, Gerald Everett, I still have as a as a low end wide or low end tight end one, high end tight end two. Moving on, the Buccaneers versus the Titans. This could be a really tough game for the Buccaneers. I know they're coming off a bye. Winston uh, has a tough matchup going up against a top ten defense in terms of fantasy points given up to the quarterback position. Uh, Jones and Barber, they are running back threes. That's the best I can do. They're they're not really being involved all that much. Godwin and Evans, I have both as quarter or as as wide receiver twos. I understand that Godwin um, is, I believe, the well going into the bye week was the wide receiver one in fantasy. Uh, he has moved down to the wide receiver two, just behind Michael Thomas now, um, barely behind Michael Thomas. So. Really, I think it would be it could be okay, safe to keep Godwin as the wide receiver, as a wide receiver one, maybe as the on the low end, simply because um, he runs most of his stuff from the slot, and he is basically the safety blanket for Winston since they're not really throwing to Howard or Bray. That being said, the Titans are top six in terms of fantasy points given up against uh, wide receivers, and they are bottom seven in terms of giving up points to the tight end position. So maybe this is the game to really get things going for Howard, or maybe it's Cameron Brait. We're just not sure. Uh, Evans I have as a mid uh, mid wide receiver two. Howard and Brait both tight end twos. Uh, moving on to the Titans. Uh, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, I have as a... 
mid to high end quarterback too. I think that he could put up some solid uh, points against this um, Buccaneers defense. The Buccaneers have been the best against the running back position. Um, I want to say the most the most fantasy point or the most yards they've given up to anyone. I want to say uh, Christian McCaffrey they gave up sixty yards or th- or maybe it's sixty eight yards over two contests. And they gave up, I want to say, 64 yards to someone else. Other than that, the Buccaneers have been very stiff against the um, against the run. So this, I have Derrick Henry a little bit lower. Um, I have him as a running back two this week. He could prove me wrong and and put up uh, um, put up big numbers and break off some big plays. Um, I have AJ Brown. Corey Davis missed practice today. Um, and the Buccaneers give up the third most points to the wide receiver position. So A.J. Brown, especially getting, I believe it was eight targets and six catches from Tannehill um, in this last week's game. This boosts A.J. Brown. He is, he is a very dynamic player. He was actually um, the, the better wide receiver, the most used wide receiver in terms of him and D.K. Metcalf at, at Ole Miss. So A.J. Brown could be in for a really solid game. I have him as a... Um, low-end wide receiver two. Corey Davis, again, boomer bust wide receiver three. We'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, the the Buccaneers also get the second most amount of fantasy points to the wide res- or to the tight end position. Uh, Delaney Walker is dealing with an ankle ankle or leg injury. I can't remember which. Uh, Jonu Smith is a streaming option. Also could be a possible um, DFS play for this weekend. Uh, three more, sorry, four more games. Moving on, the Panthers versus the 49ers. Kyle Allen is a tight end, is a, is a quarterback to CMC. You have to put him as a as a running back one. You're not going to not start him. I have him as possibly a low running back one. I may have him as a high-end running back two simply because the only defense better than the, uh, than the 49ers against quarterbacks, uh, running backs, and tight ends in terms of fantasy production is is the Patriots the only defense better than them? So uh, DJ Moore and Samuel, I have both them as wide receiver threes this week. Olsen, uh, tight end two. This 49ers defense is just very, very tough, and and so I don't have a whole lot of confidence uh, in the Panthers this weekend in San Francisco. Garoppolo, I still have as a quarterback two. Coleman and Brita, uh, possible running back twos. The the Panthers do give up some points to the uh, both the running back position and the wide receiver position. Sanders, I believe, is going to play. He may be a little bit... I don't know how much they're actually going to use him and how much chemistry he'll be able to develop with Garoppolo in one week of practice or even a partial week of practice. Um, so I think that Goodwin... Sanders, I still have as a wide receiver three. Uh, Goodwin, uh, again, boomer bust wide receiver three. Samuel and Pettis, still not confident what they can do yet. Kittle is a tight end one. Three more games. The Raiders going to the Houston Texans. Uh, Carr seems to have a, a pretty easy matchup going up against the uh, the the Houston defense. I still have him as a quarterback too. Jacobs has a little bit of tough sledding, uh, a top eight defense in terms of the giving up points to the running back position. I still think that Jacobs can put up mid to low running back two numbers. Uh, Tyrell Williams, if he plays, is in a good position to have a, a decent week. The Texans give up the fourth most amount of points to the wide receiver position, so uh, Williams and Keelan Doss should be in for decent weeks this week. Uh, Darren Waller, 
This is a tough, a tough spot. The 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 Texans don't give up a ton of points to the tight end position. However, Waller almost plays more like a wide receiver, and therefore should still be a tight end one for this week. Uh, the Texans, Deshaun Watson. Um, the the Raiders give up a ton of points to the uh, quarterback, to the wide receiver, and to the tight end positions. So really, Watson should go off, have a great game. Hopkins and Stills, I think, uh, wide receiver one and a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two. Uh, Phils and Atkins, we just, I can't put them as as tight end ones yet. Um, it's been so back and forth on who's getting the production. So I still have them as high-end tight end twos, but that's it. Uh, moving on to the Browns versus the Patriots. This one's going to be a bloodbath. Mayfield's a, wide, uh, a running back, or sorry, can't even talk straight. Mayfield is a quarterback too. Chubb I have as a low-end running back one, high-end running back two, simply because they're playing the Patriots defense, and it's going to be in New England. Uh, OBJ and Landry are going to be wide receiver two and three, uh, a wide receiver two and a wide receiver three. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones is not fantasy relevant for this week. In terms of the Patriots, Brady is a quarterback one. Michelle, a running back two. White also could be a PPR uh, running back two. Uh, Ebron, or sorry, Edelman, Dorsett. Why did I get Ebron? Edelman uh, is a uh, wide receiver two. Dorsett, wide receiver three. Myers and Snoo, we'll have to wait and see. Kind of on that boomer bust, low end wide receiver three, wide receiver four. Ben Watson could be in for an okay game. Uh, if they use him, I still have him as a tight end, too, until we see more production from them. And moving on to the final game of Sunday, the Sunday night football game. Packers visiting the Chiefs. Rodgers is finally moving into that quarterback one stage for me. Low-end quarterback one after that big game. Um, I still want to see the consistency of them doing it. The Chiefs give up a ton of points to the running back position. So Jones, uh, who I believe is the running back three or four overall right now in fantasy should be in for a good game i think this also provides um the the chance for uh jamal jamal williams to put up a decent amount of fantasy points uh, as kind of a flex play uh in terms of the wide receivers i don't think Devonte adams is playing this week so again it's going to be up to marquez valdez scantling geronimo allison um i have them as wide receiver threes with upside jimmy graham i have as a low end tight end one and with the Chiefs, uh, I know that Patrick Mahomes is practicing. I don't think he plays. Even if he does, his mobility uh, could hinder his ability to to do much. So even if Patrick Mahomes plays, I'd only have him as a high-end quarterback too. But since it's Matt Moore, I have him as a mid-running or sorry, a mid-quarterback too. McCoy and Williams uh, going up against Packers defense gives up the fourth most amount of fantasy points to the running back position. Should be in a decent in a decent position. We'll see how much they just rely on the passing game. With it being Matt Moore and not Patrick Mahomes, they could rely on the running game a little bit more than normal. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I still have as a low end uh, wide receiver one. Uh, Watkins, if he plays, is a is a mid wide uh, mid to high wide receiver three. Same with uh, Hardman and Demarcus Robinson. Uh, again, with it being Matt Moore and not Patrick Mahomes, um, still don't know what to expect from their production. Travis Kelsey, I am moving to a low-end tight end one until we see more production from him. There it is. Got through all those games. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm sorry I basically crammed four, you know, four episodes into one this week. Um, I hope you guys 
have been enjoying uh, the podcast. We want to thank you again for taking the time to listen. Uh, my name is Ryan Skullrude. Make sure to hit that subscribe, like button, share out our podcast everywhere you can. Make sure to go to the website, SkullKingFootball.com, to check out our rankings to see who we've got ranked where. Thank you again so much for listening. My name is Ryan, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.